Hey guys, so I wanted to give you a preview of what I'm thinking for week two of uh, our Rooted series. A um, couple things that I'm going to be hitting. Uh, one, I, I'm going to retell the Rooted story about how we stand together. Just I think that reference to trees makes that series title make sense. And so it's a story that needs to be referenced. I'm not exactly where I'm going to put it, but it'll be in there. Uh, I'm also... Um, talking about wisdom this week that the value of community the value of a strong community one of the values is uh that it makes us uh smarter it makes us wiser um i'm going to use two different passages one is ecclesiastes 4 so uh a passage that we've uh already talked about using but i'll be using ecclesiastes 4 it says that uh two are better than one because if one falls um you can help the other one up and uh i want to lean into that if one falls uh, like they don't know what to do. They're not sure how to fix it. They're not sure where to go. That they have somebody else there that can that can help them. And I I want to lean into this because um, uh, I was listening to Jim Bergen last week talk about a comment that he got at Flatiron. Somebody told him, um, "Hey Jim, you you do a great job of speaking to the people who are down and out, speaking to the people who are are, claw, are clawing their way in for one more week and just what they need." You, you are like the fountain in the desert. You're an oasis for people who are struggling. And that's great. And he took it as a compliment. And you should. But they said, where you struggle is that you don't talk to people who have done well. The successful in the room. And you have successful people in your room. You need to be able to speak to them as well. The people who... Um, you know, not, not just the people who need 20 bucks to get through this week, but the people who could write a million dollar check this week. And I know that's crazy to think about, but we have people at Element who are really successful, not just at home, but in the business world um, and, and all over the place. People who are vice presidents, people who are leading companies, people who are um, got great families and great places and, and great things. I have a, a good friend of mine that I've talked to multiple times. And, and one day, I don't know, we were talking about financial peace and some of the things like that. And he let me know what he makes. And he makes like three times as much as me. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not scraping by, but he's doing a whole lot better. And I, the thought hit me in that moment when I was listening to him probably eight months ago, the thought hit me. I don't know how to speak to him on a level that's going to impact him about the value of what scripture says when it comes to money. But when I listen to Jim Bergen talk about his own story um, at Flatirons, I just begin to think, uh, how how can I speak to the successful? Because we have successful people. How can we speak to the people who have done well for themselves, who have fought hard, and um, and God has moved in a way that that is just opened some doors for them? And so, uh, it's not that this series doesn't speak to the down and out. It absolutely does. We're going to put brokenness on display. We're going to talk about our own struggles. We're gonna um, we're gonna encourage people to fight when they don't feel like they have any energy. But we also want to talk to a group of people who are successful. So I know this series feels a little bit weird because we're saying, look. Jesus calls us to places at times that we're going to be really successful, but we can't stand there alone. So that's where the rooted thing comes in. But the second part of it um, this week is just on uh, finances. How do we, or not finances, on wisdom. How do we uh, do things with wisdom? And um, the comment out of Ecclesiastes is two are better than one because if one falls, the other one can help them. Uh, succeed, and so we want to help each other succeed, and a and a strong community helps us succeed by providing us the wisdom that we need, and so um, uh, 
All of that to say, I'm using Ecclesiastes 4, the passage that I'm talking about, the same one I used last week, but the uh, the verse I'm talking about with two can help, two is better than one. And then uh, the example that I'm going to give, the kind of the, the Job story or the Paul story from this week is going to be uh, Exodus 18. It's a story, if you're not familiar with it, of Moses and uh, Jethro. So Jethro is Moses' father-in-law. And, um, he comes and he spends some time with Moses and he just observes Moses for a day and he, he sits back and he just watches him and Moses, it says that Moses goes out in the morning and begins to listen to the people. And at night he's still listening to the people. And essentially what would happen is that Moses, there was no judge in that time. There was no jury in that time. There was nobody to settle any disputes and it was Moses. And so all of the people of Israel, you're thinking millions of people, if they couldn't settle a dispute, if they couldn't get their case handled, and what they would do is they would just bring it to Moses and Moses would listen to him and then he would make a judgment and then he would move on. And sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Sometimes it's a small deal, but he's dealing with all kinds of problems and a variety of issues. And he just sits from morning until night and handles it. And Jethro says to him, this is not good. It is not good that you sit out here and do this all day. There are other things that you should be doing, and you can read more of what some of those things are. But in any case, he he really challenges them that you need to employ other leaders. You need to find other people that can do this well. And so he says to them, find leaders of hundreds and find leaders of fifties and find leaders of tens so that you can put them out here so that they can settle smaller disputes and they'll still bring the big things to you. You're still going to matter. Your value doesn't go away, but this isn't right that you should be leading people this way. And I wonder just, I want to lean into this, but I wonder if Jethro is speaking as a father-in-law looking at his grandkids, never seeing their dad. And he's going, this isn't good. This isn't good because your kids are going to wind up here coming to you to have them, have you settle a dispute and you shouldn't be sacrificing your family on the altar of some people who need to be able to work out some of their own issues. You need to learn to delegate. It's not all about you, Moses. They don't all need to depend on you. You need to help them. You need to help them own their growth and you need to help equip them so that they can go do what they want to do. There's a lot of parallels there to, I think, some leadership principles that we see from Jesus and from some different things. So I want to teach you through Exodus 18 as the example. Um, uh, One idea I have for an intro, and I don't know if I love it, but one idea I have for an intro is um, referencing... Uh, like one of the things I do have from time to time, Carl suggested that we do this as a, as a, as pastors, he suggested to pastors just every now and then you go in and just research pastors who have fallen, pastors who have lost their ministry, pastors who have struggled. And, um, and it's, it's not to celebrate their stories by, by any stretch, but it's just as a reminder to ourselves, um, what it is when we get outside of a community that can speak truth into our lives. And so, um, I'm thinking about possibly using that. I'm thinking about talking about some different things with it. Uh, I don't know exactly what it looks like. Uh, the other thing, uh, I just recorded this and then I realized I had never pressed record. So if I say this twice, I'm sorry. Think about telling the story of the emperor with no clothes, where he had a guy who couldn't speak truth in his life. If you're not familiar with that story, just Google emperor with no clothes. Uh, but essentially he, you know, he says, um, he has all these advisors who speak to him, but he has somebody come and sell him, uh, 
clothes woven with such fine linen that you can't even see it. Uh, and he's out in the streets one day in that clothes. It's just nothing. And kids make fun of him for being naked. And he gets mad about it because he had advisors who just told him it looks beautiful, but they never spoke truth into his life. And when we surround ourselves with people that can't speak truth because we're insecure. Um, it leads us astray. And so I might just start with that story. I'm not really sure. And then I, I don't know how to close um, this message. Um, I feel like I'm stepping into some unfamiliar ground. Uh, like I was talking about earlier with speaking to the success that some people have experienced, but, um, hopefully that makes sense. Give me some feedback and, uh, try and get it in by Friday if you can, cause that'll be a big help for me as I send Devin notes on Saturday. Thanks guys.